Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Aging Younger Radio, the podcast that's all about disease prevention using natural health alternatives. If you're searching for natural solutions to staying fit and healthy, you've tuned into the right place. Your hosts are David and Stephanie Tippy, two naturopaths with the advice and recommendations you need to steer clear of the modern medical mess created by Big Pharma. Today, more than ever, health is wealth. And on Aging Younger Radio, you'll get the tools and info you need to be the wealthiest person in town. So if having younger skin, a healthier heart, a stronger immune system, and more are what you desire, stick around. And now give a warm welcome to David and Stephanie. Welcome to Aging Younger Radio. This is Stephanie Tippy. David and I broadcast live every Wednesday from our clinic in Lauderdale, Hill, Florida. You can find us on agingyounger.net, and you can also give us a call at 954-742-4430. Yes, welcome to Aging Younger. I'm David Tippy. Now, there are revolving doors that exist between government and biotech and drug companies. Consider the hypocrisy of the FDA. On paper, the United States may have the strictest food safety laws in the world governing new food additives, but this agency has repeatedly allowed genetically modified organisms and their accompanying pesticides and herbicides like Roundup to evade these laws. In fact, the only legal basis for allowing genetically engineered foods to be marketed in the United States is that the FDA claims that these foods are inherently safe. That is a claim which is patently ridiculous. Documents released as a result of a lawsuit against the FDA revealed that the agency's own scientists warned their superiors about the detrimental risk of genetically engineered foods, but their warnings fell on deaf ears. We will review this more, but Argentina is one of the countries where single crop fields and genetically engineered cotton, corn, and soy dominate the countryside. Argentina is also a country facing severe environmental destruction. Argentinians are plagued with health issues, including degenerative diseases and physical deformities. It would appear that the rapid expansion of genetically engineered crops and the subsequent decline in national health indicators are intrinsically linked. In the documentary film, Farmer's Footprint, Regeneration, at the beginning, it highlights the failure of chemical-dependent agriculture and how, through regenerative farming, America's farmers can build healthy soil, restart ecosystems, and promote human health. The film features Alan Williams, who happens to be a Ph.D., a sixth-generation family farmer who has consulted with more than 4,200 farmers and ranchers in the United States on soil health, cover cropping, livestock integration, grazing management, and other regenerative agricultural practices. 
Farmer's Footprint shows the story of the uh, Breitgerwitz family and how they kicked chemicals to the curb and transitioned from conventional farming to regenerative agriculture in Redwood Falls, Minnesota. Now, the film features Dr. Zach Bush, a triple board certified physician with expertise in internal medicine, endocrino uh, endocrinology, and metabolism, as well as hospice and palliative care, who believes industrial farming is one of the main drivers of cancer and chronic disease. An explosion of cancer incidents in the United States correlates with the introduction of glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Monsanto, Monsanto's Roundup weed killer, placed on food crops, and the film also highlights the failure of our chemical-dependent food and farming system and how it will degrade our soil, pollute our air and water, and the main driver of soaring cancer rates and chronic disease in America. The film, however, offers a solution called regenerative agriculture, which is a return to what organic was originally all about, namely the protection and rebuilding of topsoil and e ecological biodiversity. The documentary features renowned PhD who is an expert in soil health and holistic grazing and that consultant's name is Alan Williams, the PhD of Soil Health Consultants, LLC, and Dr. Zach Bush, a uh, triple board certified physician with expertise in internal medicine, endocrinology, metabolism, and hospice and palliative care. Both are pioneers in the field of regenerative agriculture practices which aim to rebuild soil health restore ecosystems, and promote human health through the growing of natural, dense, the nutrition-dense nutrition foods which provide farmers with economic and financial stability. In the film, Bush names uh, a glyphosate, the key active killer ingredient in Monsanto's Roundup weed killer, as the culprit in the explosion of cancer cases that sprouted up in the United States in a single decade. Bush says the epidemic of cancer and chronic disease is so severe that it is comparable to the 1986 accident at Chernobyl nuclear power plant in Ukraine. The film Grass-Fed Beef Champion teaches farmers how to go regenerative. The film begins with William Tree uh, uh, recounting how when he was growing up, 90% of what they ate came from the farm. Over time, however, with pressure from conventional agriculture, his family began to change the way they farmed. They found themselves needing things they never needed before, such as an increase in agrochemicals in 
synthetic fertilizers, and pharmaceutical drugs for livestock, including antibiotics and feed supplements. William says, I was convinced I had to keep up with the times, but as things progressed, he realized his form was having more and more problems in spite of all the research and the implementation of new crop chemical fertilizers and livestock drugs, things on the farm were degenerating. Instead of solving their problems, Williams realized industrial farming practices were constantly putting a tiny bandage on a gushing wound. Williams is the sixth-generation farmer turned regenerative agriculture consultant he holds a bachelor's and master's degree in animal science from Clemson University and is a Ph.D. in livestock genetics from Louisiana State University. Williams has written more than 400 scientific articles as well as consulted with more than 4,200 farmers and ranchers in the United States on topics such as soil health, cover cropping, livestock integration, adaptive forage, grazing management, and pasture-based meat production. Williams, being a champion of the grass-fed beef, helps farmers implement grazing uh, techniques which builds healthy soil for better water retention, reduced runoff, increased productivity, healthier food, and enhanced plant and wildlife biodiversity. He also developed many of the original techniques now adapted by the grass-fed sector. Another film that I'd like to discuss, which is titled Suicide Rate Saw Among American Farmers. Now, this featured film touches on the hardships of farming, noting unusually high suicide rates within the occupation. An article that was published by The Guardian in December of 2018, not too long ago, reported that the suicide rate for farmers is more than double that of veterans. Incredible. The United States CDC, or the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, which published the data, has since retracted the information, stating their numbers might be inaccurate as a result of coding errors. Still, it remains certain that farmer suicide is growing and increasing rapidly, not only here in the United States, but around the world. And The Guardian goes on to report, and this is a direct quote from the uh, issue, the United States farmer suicide crisis echoes a much larger farmer suicide crisis happening glo globally. An Austra Australian farmer dies by suicide every four days. In the UK, one farmer a week takes his or her own life. In France, one farmer dies by suicide every two days. In India, more than 270,000 farmers have died by suicide since 1995. American farmers are struggling to make a living. They are struggling to maintain equity and have a viable business, which they can pass down to their children and their grandchildren, uh, says Williams. 
Annual operating loans keep many farmers in an endless cycle of debt, and the farm bill is largely to blame. It forces farmers to grow crops the government will insure. This took diversity out of farming, Williams states. Data from the Chicago Federal Reserve found that 7% of farm borrowers in the Chicago Fed District, which consists of all of Iowa and most of Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Wisconsin, were struggling to repay operating loans that help buy seed, pay the rent, and fund the equipment. One of the biggest fears among farmers is that they will be the generation who failed and lost the farm, uh, William says, adding that at one time his own family farm, a multi-generational tradition, was at risk of collapse. Fortunately, there's a solution in regenerative agriculture, and the best part is that farmers can start implementing practices at no cost that offer humongous benefits, such as relieving the financial burdens, particularly in the form of chemical inputs, and will increase productivity within the first year, explains Williams. Cover cropping is the road to regeneration. The family of the Ritker uh, Utes are one of the many examples of family farms that are leading the way in the transition to regenerative agriculture. The film Farmer's Footprint highlights the journey of how they kicked chemicals to the curb and transitioned from conventional farming to regenerative agriculture. Together, Grant, Dawn, and their daughter, Carly, farmed their land in Redwood Falls, Minnesota. We basically went back to the way my dad's grandfather used to farm, says Carly. The family provides a clear example of how to escape the burdens of annual operating loans. One of the first steps they took to transition to regenerative agriculture was to convert a monoculture cover crop into a highly complex and diverse cover crop. It was a game changer. Almost overnight, the family went from having cover crop failures to cover crop success. Cover crops are other regenerative practices such as no-till and purposeful livestock grazing help build healthy soil. Planting cover crops in an important, is an important first step as the average conventional farmer is losing between three and four tons of topsoil per acre each year. This is a huge note in the film. Gail Fuller, a regenerative farmer from Kansas, found that from 1981 through 2003, his farmland experienced five tons of soil erosion each year, or a loss of 145,000 tons of topsoil, according to the data from the state's Natural Resources Conservation Service. 
he estimates the loss to have cost him personally $2.9 million. The rule of thumb for cover crops is to have no bare ground. Keeping the soil covered promotes soil microorganisms such as nematodes, protozoa, and uh, my, uh, fungi, and leads to fewer inputs and more productive soils. So simply put, healthy soil equals healthy people. Healthy soil means healthy food. And that, folks, translates to healthy people. So when the soil is full of life, we, the people, will be full of life. This is due to a highly diverse and complex ecosystem known as the soil microbiome. You know about the gut biome from our other shows, so we're talking about the soil microbiome. Did you know that there are more microorganisms in a teaspoon of healthy soil than there are people on the planet? That is a lot of microbes, and many of their functions are not yet fully understood. But what we do know is that the human microbiome, made up of trillions of microbes, such as bacteria, fungi, and protozoa, is often referred to as our second brain, as it regulates a number of important bodily processes, including digestion, immune system function, and brain function. The human microbiome and the soil microbiome function similarly. As organic farming pioneer Patrick Holden of the Sustainable Food Trust puts it, soil is essentially the stomach of the plant. He wrote in a blog in 2015, the layer of a healthy topsoil, thriving with microorganisms, which covers much of the Earth's surface, is in effect a vast digestive system, the collective stomach of all plants breaking down soil nutrients into bioavailable forms that plants can absorb. The, the rhizosphere or root ball in the gut of the plant and the zone where plant roots and soil organisms interact is a whole variety of biotech, symbiotic, and pathogenic relationships to enable these organisms to do their work. Without the presence of microorganisms, the mechanics of the digestive system can still function to a certain degree. Purging our intestines of microorganisms through the antibiotic use will not stop us from digesting food just as bypassing the soil ecosystem through using chemical fertilizers and hydroponics uh, will still stimulate the plant growth. However, the long-term vitality and health of plants, animals, and people is certainly dependent on the presence of diversity and microorganisms in the soil and gut, respectively. 
smoking guns are glyphosate from Monsanto's Roundup and the genetically modified organisms. So let's talk about this. This featured film introduce, uh, that we, we, were we are talking about introduces Bush, who left behind a career of treating patients in clinics to go into the field and provide education and raise awareness about our degenerative food and farming system, which he says is the root cause of soaring rates of cancer and chronic disease in the United States. Between 1996 and 2007, there was a complete reversal of the United States cancer map, uh, states Bush. To see an entire population respond in a single decade to a sudden explosion of cancer suggests that we did something similar to Chernobyl, uh, that some massive environmental injury is likely to have led to this explosive rise in cancer. This is a direct quote by Bush. So upon taking a closer look, Bush and his team identified the introduction of Monsanto's Roundup weed, killer, weed killer's chemical glyphosate on food crops as the event that may have triggered the rise in cancer rates. He first com compared the glyphosate spraying maps to the cancer death maps, but they did not superimpose. However, once he added in the tributaries of the Mississippi River and saw that up to 85% of all the glyphosate sprayed in the United States was draining into a single water system, then bingo, the light bulb went off in his brain. So here's another one of his quotes. If this is the most prevalent antibiotic in our environment that is decimating the microbiome in our soils, then maybe we had a smoking gun. Maybe this is the event that really transformed public health. And I close the quote by, by him. The glyphosate and the destruction of the family farm is when it started. It wasn't until 1996 when genetically modified crops were first introduced and the uh, glyphosate became a commodity in agriculture. Prior to that, the weed killer was used by farmers and homeowners alike, but much more sparingly due to the fact that it kills everything that it touches. Things changed with the release of the Roundup Ready crops, which led to the use of glyphosate. So as the crop treatment, says Bush, since then glyphosate use has risen almost 15-fold according to the detox project. Enough glyphosate was applied in 2014 to spray over three-quarters of a pound of glyphosate active ingredient on every harvested acre of cropland in the United States, and remarkably, almost one half pound per acre on all cropland worldwide. The more chemicals that are used, the more degraded our soil becomes. This is bad news for the farmers and increased death to people eating the foods grown. The inability to produce healthy food that also brings a profit is putting 
immense pressure on our nation's farmers. We're looking at the end of this family farm tradition. As they collapse, we open ourselves up to a vulnerability because it is these multinational organizations that move in with money from China, South America, and Russia. They are coming in to buy up massive swaths of the most fertile areas, and they are owning our land, which means it is no longer owned by Americans, let alone the farmers themselves. It makes absolutely no sense for any stance of homeland security or national safety. And if we look at this ever-expanding dependence and machine of mega-farming scale, we become very prone to catastrophic failures of the delivery system. So let it be understood that it takes a mega-industry to screw up that big. And Bush points to the 12 million pounds of beef that were recalled in 2018 due to the salmonella contamination. These invasive bacteria are symptoms of the collapse of the greater microbiome in cows, uh, uh, stated Bush. It takes a mega industry to screw up that big to make us that vulnerable. As the scale grows, of the, uh, as the scale grows of the farm, we should not be deluded that it means safety, for it means danger. It means an extreme dependence on an extremely weak situation. Bush's quote. The good news is that through regenerative agriculture, which we are glad is growing in popularity, we can now turn all of this around. Farmers have an opportunity to overcome the fear, transform their soils, and reclaim their right to grow healthy food. As says Bush, nobody knows better than a good farmer that we are simply the tip of the iceberg of biology when it comes to life on this planet. Bush states, a farmer knows that their cattle their livestock and their plants have an interdependence that stems deep within the soil. It is for this reason that farmers hold the key to restoring public health and eliminating our epidemic of cancer and chronic disease. If we destroy our soils, then we are destroying ourselves. Bush said it best in a recent post on his Facebook page, and I'm going to quote it. Regenerative agriculture is not just a soil issue. It is a human health issue. With the loss of our soil ecosystems, our food lacks nutrients that our bodies need for healthy function. Every consumer, family, farm, and business needs to reorient priorities to consider the soil first. It is our health that is at stake. So for, uh, the farmer's footprint is aiming 
uh, to regenerate 5 million acres of farmland by 2025. So please check out their Facebook page, Farmers Footprint, uh, and you can find a lot of what we're saying uh, right there. Uh, biotech companies are gaining power by taking over the government. There is no doubt in my mind that genetically modified organisms and the toxic chemicals used along with them pose a serious threat to the environment and we the people's health yet government agencies turn a blind eye and refuse to act and the reason is very clear they are first interest of the biotech giants for the money under the table for something called politics yes we need to drain the swamp it is well known that there is a revolving door between government agencies and biotech companies like Monsanto, which is now Bayer, owned by Bayer. Consider the hypocrisy of the FDA every day and really consider. No other resolution other than to fight back. We hope that you learned a lot from our show this evening. It's a very important topic, and we encourage you to seek out alternatives when it comes to eating healthy. You can contact us at 954-742-4430. We work with local farmers and we're bringing in food, especially everything being grass-fed and hormone-free, antibiotic-free meat and some vegetables. So please give us a call. David and I were more than happy to sit down and discuss a plan to bring your body back to the state of balance or homeostasis that it should be in. Until next week, thank you all for joining us. Have a healthy aging younger week and God bless you all. David and Stephanie truly hope you enjoyed today's podcast and learned a lot of excellent information about how to stay healthy naturally. Like the old adage says, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And with the information you've learned today, you can put prevention to work for you right now. By the way, if you want one-on-one help and advice from Stephanie and David, you can call them at 954-742-4430 or visit their website at www.agingyounger.net today. Thanks for joining us on Aging Younger Radio. Here's to your health, naturally.